0: Check, one, two. Check, check. Well, good morning, everybody, here at Mountainside Church everybody watching online. Good morning, Maverick. I'll see you tomorrow. Welcome to the Papa Show. (laughs) Come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. Give the
1: Lord praise today.
0: at best it's from the book of Daniel where it says every knee will bow and what I love about that is it really should give us confidence as believers when we are talking to the lost look at the lost are not going to be like rebellious in that sense of well I'm just not going to believe in Jesus when he returns I just won't believe in him well it, it doesn't work that way the book of Daniel says every knee will bow now, I don't know about you, I'd rather bow to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in reverence and in awe and in submission, amen, yeah. than out of fear, in trepidation, worry, and not knowing my destination, but every knee will bow, amen, yeah. amen. Pastor Jimmy, are you doing announcements today? Cool, I'm glad I'm, I'm uh, what? Oh, you want to start with the promo video? Oh, look at you. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. If that doesn't get you pumped up, I don't know what will. Um, that's our new series. We're going to start the awe of God starting uh, September 10th with Miss Jerry. That's at 9 a.m. downstairs. I encourage you encourage you to get to that. It's important. I love the promo. It gets me excited. Um, we also have uh, Sandwich Sundays coming up already again. It's... Uh, uh, next Sunday, and the theme's easy, it's your favorite. So bring your favorite, because I'm guaranteed it's gonna be my favorite. (laughs) I like everything. So easy one, bring what you like, and we'll all enjoy. Uh, Also, we have uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, Keep in mind, all of our stuff's coming back as of uh, September 6th. So all of our uh, uh, Sunday mornings with Miss Jerry, Wednesday nights, That's coming up, and our our new Wednesday night is Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table, and that's 6 to 7.30. I always have to look at the time. Ever since we changed it, it throws us off, but it's, uh, that's 6 to 7.30 every Wednesday, so I encourage you guys, get plugged in, 6 to 7.30. Yeah, all right, um, that's all the announcements I got, but, uh, there was a word, right?
0: Oh yeah, we could do that.
3: Virgie? Yeah, Virgie's coming. As Virgie comes up though,
0: hey Denise, it's great to see you this morning. Nice to have you back, that's for sure. Hey Kelly, how's it going? I feel, I feel I'm doing kinda of romper room. I see Kelly. I see This TV, is on I see Maverick.
4: Right. <laughs> Friday night as I was sitting behind the girls the guys, the gals, they were sobering the people that came up to watch the movie. I felt a tremendous, tremendous love for all the volunteers Mm -hmm. and you volunteers you need to know i know you worked you came in pain and frustration in fatigue and tiredness but you wanted to work your heart you want to give your heart out to god god wants to know he deeply deeply loves those and will bless those who volunteered on Friday night. I just felt the love God had for you guys, and it was, it was tremendous. It was so tremendous. And don't ever forget that what you go through, whether, whether full of pain or fatigue or rejoicing, God loves you. He will never forget what you did, and he wants you to know that he wants to bring encouragement to your life. He wants to bring more love to your life, more peace, and more joy. And I pray that for you, that you have more joy, more peace, and more enthusiasm to do what God has called you to do. Amen. Amen. That
0: Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll tell you— uh, You know, you don't always see the success in the movie nights on the Friday nights. Usually a few weeks or sometimes a few months go by and someone goes, oh, I started coming uh, because we went to a movie night. Or, you know what, we find that we're able to help somebody because we met them through the movie nights. I mean, you just never know. You never know. I, I know this. We can never go wrong by serving and being generous. We will never, God's never going to go, oh, you were serving too much and you're way too generous. He's never going to do that. And that's, this year's atmosphere at the movie, I mean, Pastor Jimmy and Anna and Debbie and I, we were all talking about it. How, first of all, for leadership, it was such a blessing that we weren't running around with our heads cut off and sweating like crazy. We had so many volunteers help, and it made all the difference for us, number one. But number two, we saw a lot of new faces this year. We got to bless a lot of people that we hadn't seen in years past, and that was really cool. And then the other thing was we raised several hundred dollars for Pioneer Elementary Science Camp. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know the total of it is, but whatever it is, we're going to take, I, I don't know if you know this, Bob, because I haven't had a chance to talk, but we're going to, we're going to take whatever we raise in that little jar and uh, for the four weeks and then out of benevolence, we're going to match, or out of community outreach, we could do it at either one, we're going to match whatever the community gave and we're going to bless Pioneer Elementary, amen? Thank so yeah, know. yeah, such a great, great. Success. So thank you, thank you, thank you to uh, to Mount Zion Church and everybody who invited somebody with one of those little cards. Thank you to so many people who did so many things behind the scenes. Pastor Anna did the tickets and the banner. She designed all of that. She was cooking hot dogs like it seemed like all week, and the hot dogs were good. They were, I'm, no, they were like really good. And so they just worked their butts off. Also, Rita and her family and their kids all came out and helped as well in serving food, yeah, Jesse and Kat, okay, yeah, so just awesome, 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 so many people, too many to name, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now let's, oh, you've got a question. That's great, thank you, that they were, t- they, at, a, at a local AA meeting, they were talking about it on a Tuesday. They were just, uh, how great it was. So the community was buzzing with it. You know, in these times that we live in, let's be honest, the church doesn't have the best reputation, just period. We love the church because we come to church, but the people on the outside, it's foolishness, right? The the, the, the wisdom of God is foolishness to man, and that's the problem. And so anytime we can build up that reputation, the better. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. Tanya, what she was saying, Tanya also at her meeting was talking about it, and that's wonderful. So thank you all. Um, we, I gotta, uh, I'll be gone for a few weeks, but Pastor Anna and Jimmy are going to handle things very well, I'm sure. And then the other thing is when we get back, we've got lots of work to do. We're going to start the children's church construction, start the tinting around these windows, get these screens put up over here so we can raise that screen and see the cross every Sunday morning. We've got lots of things happening in the weeks to come. And uh, I'm already thinking Christmas. Trust me, I am. I'm already thinking Christmas. I know that. I know some of you went, oh, let's just, but I, or some of you are already watching Christmas movies. My wife. But I'm just saying. I did. I heard Christmas music and I'm like, what are you doing? It's a great Christmas. It's a Hallmark Christmas moment. Oh, stop. Oh my gosh. Okay, can we just get through Thanksgiving before we talk about Christmas? Okay, so let's all bless one another and and just uh, meet and greet and uh, love on each other for five minutes. Five minutes. And we'll help you out by putting a countdown up here. And then I'll say good morning to everybody up there. Everybody up there. Our camera's up on the balcony. That's why I say everybody on the internet, everybody watching on Facebook, YouTube, our website, wherever you're at, we are thankful you're here today. And we include you in our service. We're thankful when, when uh, we hear from you. So we would love to just put a comment there or contact us. Go to the website. Get some information. We want to serve you just as much as we, we consider you part of our community and we want to serve you. So God bless you. Thanks for for watching and if Maverick is watching today welcome to the show <laughs> I'm doing offering. Mm They don't care. They genuinely don't care. You're like, I know we got service, Pastor, but I'm enjoying talking with people. You'd think at least the pregnant people would have been in their seat. All the pregnant people. <laughs> I don't know, my God. What's his name again? Isaiah? What's the baby's name again? Isaiah? Isaac. Isaac. I was close. close. Isaac. Are you going to call him Zach? Then I will. (laughs) Well, God bless you this morning. I, uh, I can't tell you how blessed. Really? I I, I can't tell you how blessed I am by our, our church board and our staff in, uh, And please be in prayer for for Debbie and I. Right now, Debbie is uh, doing very serious ministry downstairs, uh, having a birthday party for Matthew down there, who turned four. I can't believe he's four. How old is Paul now? Gosh, that's just crazy. I'll tell you, um... Debbie and I have, uh, are taking off for this the longest vacation we've taken uh, since we've known each other. So that's over 36 years. It's also the first time I've missed two Sundays for a vacation in 16 years. And uh, so I, we are very excited. They're very excited too. But I'll tell you what the blessing is and why I mention it is because... Uh, Between Pastor Anna, Pastor Jimmy, uh, Steve and Lori, and uh, the board, I'll, I'll tell you something, what a blessing to be able to take off for that amount of time and and be able to get everything in order and not worry about it. And I think I've heard from every board member, and I think I've heard from, I know Pastor Anna, Pastor Jimmy, and Steve was saying the same thing. Pastor, don't worry about anything. It's going to be okay. And Hugh this morning said, you've got a great group. Don't worry about it. I mean, I, I'm very blessed, and so we thank you. But Please be in prayer. It seems like when you go into these things, sometimes that's when the enemy wants to come in. And so I would appreciate, because I'm coming back fired up. I hope you're ready. You better not be, you better be using your gifts of the Spirit when I get back, because there'll be a quiz. And uh, I, I really encourage you to, to continue in seeking at any moment of your day, whoever you run into, is God giving you something to encourage that person with. It really is going to be the key to filling this place up with people who wouldn't want to be in a place where they're constantly built up and encouraged, constantly challenged and constantly helping them be who God has already created them to be. Who wouldn't want to be part of that? So in in light of that, I also want to encourage you to start praying about the rest of the year. Um, I know we, it seems like we're only halfway there, but we're not. We're going to be coming up to our uh, harvest carnivals, which we will do at probably. I don't think anything's in stone yet, but more than likely we'll be at Pine Grove Elementary. But because God has blessed us with two bounce houses, we'll probably only have to rent one thing, even if that. And then we'll be at Pioneer Elementary, I'm sure, in October as well, blessing our schools. And uh, we're trying to work the timing out to have the new children's church and playgrounds done before Christmas as we bring in new families. That being said, as you know, that's part of the construction loan. Uh, the pastor's parsonage is pretty much done, except for a couple of appliances and an oven hood. I'll take care of that when I get back. Um, but what we really need to pray about is, look at we know we're a small and mighty Gideon's army here. We are. But the, the the faith that we took in this construction loan is that we will have the finances to make those payments. And uh, they will go up Our our regular... House payment, our regular mortgage will go up, and uh, in light of that, it'll also go up right around the time when we hit that November, December, and that's when people really are in need of benevolence. That's when we need funds for outreach for our Christmas, whatever we're going to do. It's also Thanksgiving. We want to make sure that that people have food and can be with their families. All that takes money, and you, I know, just as your bills are going up so are ours. If your PGE bill looks crazy, ours looks crazy. And that's what we need to remember. This is the, this is God's church. And you know, in the book of Habakkuk, there's one of the worst verses that they use in building campaigns all the time. And it's in the book of Habakkuk. And it was at the time the prophet was rebuking the people of Israel because God's house, their houses, their homes were in great shape. Their homes were doing just fine. They were were looking beautiful. They were redecorating, buying new furniture. They were painting. They were making sure their bills were paid. Everything was fine in their houses. And the, the prophet rebuked them because they were letting God's house fall apart. I don't ever want to be in that place. We are God's people. This is his house. We are the stewards of all of his stuff. He will take care of us. So this is not to get you to just give more. It isn't about that. It's about being purposeful in seeking God in this way of worship. It's really just, I, I, I encourage you, at some point during the next few weeks, take some time, hopefully several days, and just say, God, am I, is my giving that I give honoring you? Is it, is it showing you're a priority, Father, in my life? And you can double check that and confirm that by looking at your calendar and your checkbook. Where's your time and where's your money? And if the church is not a priority, it's going to be way down there. And I just it challenged me with that. And I just want to challenge you. I'm not up here asking for more money. I'm asking you to talk to God about it. That's all. That's all. And then just do what God tells you to do and leave it there. And it's it's a wonderful feeling knowing when you are giving to God uh, in that way of worship, it's a wonderful security knowing he's going to take care of your home. You take care of his home, he takes care of yours. It's really that simple. And I love that peace of mind. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I have never had a lot of money. And God has blessed Debbie and I. And now as we get ready for retirement, God has taken care of us even more. And all that, hopefully not for several years. Uh, But just to say, pray. Go to God. Consult him. Don't let the pastor tell you how much to give. Don't let someone else tell you. You let God tell you. Amen? Amen. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for providing for each and every one of us. That Father, you are always there for us. You never let us down. And that, God, when we focus on you and make you a priority, you never fail us. Even when we're not faithful, you're always faithful. So, God, we worship you with this giving. We ask you to use it for the advancement of your kingdom, to take care of your house, to take care of your people. God, we ask you to give us wisdom when it comes to the finances of this church, for the board and for staff, God, that you would give us good stewardship giftings that you would give us favor in this community and that we would expand our territory of influence in, in destroying the enemy and making a way for you, God, where there seems to be no way. So God, I thank you for the generosity of so many in this church. I thank you for those that have had a heart to give for so long that God, maybe they'll take that little step of faith that they've never taken before. We give you honor for all those that give from online, God. We thank you so much for their support. We thank you, God, that that we are still here. So you're still not done with us. And we thank you for that. Blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, ushers, as they receive your tithes and offerings. Um, This morning, I was praying. And I was just thinking about worship a little bit and it really what's cool about worship it's two way communication open yourself up to God as as you talk to him and music is just so powerful it can calm your spirit it can calm demons in the case of David uh, when Saul was dealing with demons he called David David was playing worship music and the demons had to be quiet so take advantage of this time to just be in the presence of God and to prepare your heart for the message today. Come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. And we worship Him for one reason, one reason only. He is worthy.
1: Worthy in every song we could
5: This week how many minutes are in a week do you know there's ten thousand and eighty minutes in a week how many minutes do you serve God and ask God for things and want to be blessed and thank him for the things he gives us but how much time do we spend just thought I'd bring it up anyways we have lots of things to be grateful for Tim's had a great test review and good results back and we just keep everybody in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today knowing that Anna has words for us from you, Lord, that we can grow, we can learn, we can just become more the people you want us to be, Lord. We just thank and praise you for the many blessings, the The Friday nights were such a blessing. We'll, We'll just never know, but we just we do know that we, as a congregation, have worked to make our community know that you are who we love and honor, Lord. And we just thank you every day. We ask for travel mercies for the Hansons as they're going back. Many places this year, and and enjoy and rest. We ask for complete, just know that God that we love you and we just honor you. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you, Eva. You know, i started just so you know what goes on in my inner government in my head. I've been uh, the the past few months. Just letting the Lord decide who closes worship in prayer. And it's been so amazing. You had something on your heart. And I had no idea about that 10,000 I didn't know anything. I hadn't spoken to you. And it's wonderful when God ties those things together. I say that to encourage you. Step out in faith. When you get an inkling, God gives you something. Step out in that. Don't forget, he's, he sometimes gives stuff for you. But many times he's given something for you to share with others. Amen? Amen. Now... I'm sure God has given something Pastor Anna this morning to share with you, so let's welcome her up. Amen?
1: Go ahead.
2: Good morning, everyone. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about the high life today. For a second, I just want to say, Jimmy already told me it was m- muted, but my mic was on when singing, and I was like, oh gosh, they all heard me. So I apologize if you did hear me, but he says it was muted, but I don't know. Something you don't know, and it's not a beautiful voice. I'm just telling you all. So, oh, <laughs> well, it's not joyful. I mean, it is for him, like to him, but not to all of you. <laughs> just, I just had to say sorry if someone heard me. I don't know why. I felt the encouragement to do that. Um, but so today we're going to be focusing on Hebrews chapter ten, verses nineteen through twenty-five, and I will have them up for you guys today as well. So. Life's major trials will rarely, probably never, I've discovered send a memo to you saying, hey, I'm on my way, get ready for me, something's about to happen. That doesn't happen, it just kind of runs into you and there it is. Um, it's an uninvited guest and they just show up barging right on in, ready to go, and you're not ready for whatever's about to happen. Uh, I've watched people, even myself, face these difficult or confusing circumstances that they might be in. I've noticed a clear pattern, though, in how things work out. Those who tend to just isolate and find it hard to get the help or the support that they are needing in a timely manner. It's often, it's because nobody knows what you're going through. We don't have superpowers to know what you're going through. The only one that knows what you're going through at all times is God. I don't know if someone's struggling in this room right now if you don't tell me that you're struggling and need help. But even if they do, unless it's a heart-wrenching scenario, no one seems to um, care all that much. Like, we don't always just go off and be like, so what's going on with you today? You tell me. I don't, you know, pull it out of somebody. A lot of times it happens with something major happens, and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I don't know what to do. And then you're coming to us for help. Um, Help and support tends to be a little too late or quick in nature. Uh, Consequently, I've seen many of those same folks end up leaving what I'm going to call the high life of God In returning to the low life of before God, and I'll get into it a little more for you. Uh, By high life, I am referring to life with God, and low life is without God. So let's contrast that with those who have a close and transparent relationship. I'm talking about those who have a genuine connectedness to other Christians. Other Christians, keyword Christians. A, a connectedness born of open and transparent relationships. They experience a completely different reality in all these hard times. Um, uh, crisis hits, confusing circumstances happen, and, but they seem to stick to the high life despite the crisis and confusion because they have that connection with God. So, for example, obviously I go to my husband, Jimmy, for pretty much everything, shocker there, Um, but I also have Miss Jerry back there. I go to her for any and all needs, no matter what it is. I go to her and she'll tell me how it is. She'll tell me I'm wrong. She'll tell me, okay, I think you got that one right this time. She's not afraid to tell me, and I know to go to her when I want that honest and truth. But I also have, this Holly, you didn't know I had you in here. But I have my friend Holly and her husband Eldra. I bounced things off of Holly, like this last week. I went a little psycho on, I'm vice president at Pioneer Elementary for their PPTO. And I didn't like changes. I didn't want to start changing things. Well, I talked to her about it all, and then she had a conversation with her husband, and he pretty much said, change is going to happen. <laughs> It's going to happen, and you need to calm down. <laughs> you know, basically, like, chill out. It'll be okay. Changes have to happen to grow, and I have to let go. I just have to. But, so, they, people seem to be Velcroed to the high life when they have God in their life. So, how does this happen? What are the ingredients that make up Velcro that keeps you stuck? To the high life. So I thought we'd go on a little history here with Velcro for a second. I'll get back to the sermon, but we're going to talk about Velcro. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. You all know what Velcro is. You all know what it is and what it looks like and how it works. Well, the creation of Velcro was by a Swiss engineer, and I'm going to say his name wrong. It's Georges de Mistral. There's probably some rolling R or something in there, but we're going with it. Who had been inspired by a walk in the woods with his dog in 1941. Upon his return home, he noticed all these little burrs had attached to him and his dogs. I'm pretty sure we all hate when we walk, take a walk and those burrs are on our socks, or our dog's ears, or any part of your clothing. Um, it's, very, it's a nuisance, I feel like, when they get in my dog's ear and you have to pull them out. But it's, um, why does it happen? Burrs have long served the purpose of ensuring the survival of various plants. When a burr or form of, is a form of a seed pod, it attaches to the animal's fur, and it's carried by the animals to another location, where it eventually it'll fall off on its own, and it'll grow a new plant there. So Shaw took the burr and he examined it under a microscope. He got all personal with that little burr to know what makes it work. Why does this thing stick? So he had tried so many different materials to try and make his own version of a burr. He started with cotton and that it did not work. And so he tried others of thousands of things and he discovered that there's hooks and loops just like with Velcro hooks and loops. Well, he discovered that heat-treated nylon was the material to use to make this work. So in 1955, uh, he had completed an improved version of the product. Each square inch of the material contained 300 hooks, a density that had proven strong enough to stay fastened, yet was easy enough to pull apart. So Velcro is a series of loops and hooks. Um, Today I want to talk about the materials that make up the loops and the hooks that Velcro us to the high life. So I know I don't want to go back to the low life and I hope none of you do either. If you do, we can have a conversation later, just come find me and we'll have a talk. there is a New Testament book that is written with the specific purpose of trying to prevent a group of Christians to go back to the high life. And that, well, that's Hebrews, what we're in today. So let's turn in our Bibles, if you have them physically or on your phones. There's some in the pews for you guys as well. We're going to be at uh, Hebrews 10, 19. So now the author... He has spent the first part of this book describing the high life, right? And he says the, this life that Jesus calls us to is far higher, far better, and, more super, and a superiority, superior quality than the low life that we all came out of. He's trying to encourage, encourage them in the midst of the crisis and confusion to not go back. Um, he's showing them how to velcro to this high life that they are given. Now let's look at the. There's three main materials that make up genuine connectedness, going for followers of Christ. Ooh. So it's the loops and the hooks, just like the velcro. It's my strong belief that, from experience, that you only find these materials in this true, ready connectedness in one place. That's in your, what I'm gonna call life groups. So those are like small groups of Christians. Could be like a little friend group that is all Christian. It could be a a study here at this church. I almost said school. I mean, I guess it's a school. Um, Together, all in the same direction with God. So they choose to do this life together. The greatest value in being in a life group or any of other form of ongoing, close, open, transparent relationship is you can't find it anywhere else, this kind of relationship we're talking about. It's found in their ability to provide us with genuine connectedness that accelerates our spiritual growth, and it velcros us more and more and more to the high life. And it's awfully hard, maybe even impossible, to find it anywhere. Um, being part of a small group or a life group velcros me to the people and information I need to grow. And when a crisis hits, I know that, all, that those people in my group, they have me. They, they will support me in whatever decision I have to make, whatever circumstances going on, I know I can just instantly go to them no matter what. They're not going to judge me, they're just going to help me in any way that they can help. Um, That's where those of us who choose to treat Christianity as I guess like a team sport, we have a special advantage because we have each other to help us through it all. So the first thing is, I am Velcroed when I see genuine passion for God in others. Therefore, it, we're in Hebrews 10 now, verse 19 through 22. It says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. So have you met anyone that you know that person just really, sincerely, genuinely wants to please God in their life? Just from their heart, purely wants to. I know Miss Susan, right? (laughs) Her, definitely. She just, she wakes up wanting to please God and praise Him for everything that He gives her. And I love that about you. Um, if you've ever been so lucky to have a person like that, uh, how do you know that they're that kind of a person? How do you really know? Can you tell by observing someone at church? Can you tell any, anything about any of us sitting here right now? Just us sitting here? Well, the fact that they're in church tells you something. That gives you a good indicator right there. Uh, but quite frankly, I can't tell by how someone acts in church other than they are a godly person. You can see, they're here. They're right here. Pretty sure you're godly people. I mean, quite frankly, I think you all are. But anybody can be good in church. We can all be good Christians in church. But how can you tell if that person has genuine passion for God or if he's just going through the motions, it's Sunday, let's go to church, that's what you're supposed to do. Check it off. We're done. Let's go home and eat. You know, think about it for a moment. So if you have met someone and formed a relationship with someone who was genuinely passionate in their desire for God, how did that person impact you? What did they do to impact your life? So a little backstory, most of you know, but um, I became a Christian when I was about 22. I'm only 30. Yeah, shocker, I'm still a baby. I'm only 30. (laughs) Going to be 31, so calm down. (laughs) So I started attending this wonderful church not far from where we lived at the time. Um, I started going because Jimmy and his dad, they wanted, it's where they went, and I was like, well, I'm part of them, now let's go. I was 15 years old. Let's see what this church thing is about. Um, was great people, just no real connection. I didn't feel that connectedness to them. Um, I would just go to church and leave as fast as possible because they had another service starting right after. So you got to get in, get out. No time for talk. Um, we tried volunteering and still really no connection. Um, when you would volunteer, they would just give you a little piece of paper and say, here you go, this is where you got to go. I did children's church, and I did it once because I felt like I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't ready. No one taught me what to do, they are just like, here you go, have fun. You need to be in that room at this time. That was it. I was like, oh, I've never read the Bible. How do I do this? I'm so confused right now. How do I teach them if I don't know? Oh, well, God will give it to you. Trust me, he gave it to me, and he'll do the same for all of us. Um, and if you didn't show up, if I didn't, like, I didn't show up to my next children's church. They didn't say anything. They weren't like, hey, where were you? It's like they didn't care. I mean, I know they, they, they cared. I just, I didn't feel it. There was no connection there. There was no interaction in the church service, I felt like, or even outside the service. Like, they had all the cool fog and laser, like, it was a cool production they put on but I didn't feel that connectedness that you should feel in a church. And, I mean, it was a much bigger congregation than they had. They had a, probably around 200 people in every service. They had three services. You know, and they had the, the older where they did more of the, what are they called? Hymns. Yeah, hymns. Hymns. There we go. I, my brain it went blank. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, they had each service where it was a different kind of music that they did, and it just ran completely different. We're obviously here, we don't do that. Um, They honestly probably didn't remember that I was a person there. You could ask any of them, like, I don't know who you're talking about. Who is this person? You know, and then you fast forward to years later, and we're here. You feel the family atmosphere here. You feel the want and the desire to learn and grow closer to each other, because we're like a family, but we also, I also feel the getting closer to God. The church has taught me to get in the scripture and share my faith. Coming to this church and interacting and seeing the passion that many of these members have, it connects me with God. It is what changed things for me, is seeing some of the connections of, well, it's not that bad for the relationship to have God in your life. Like, it, it's a much better life to have God with me. Seeing people's passion for God and helping others has velcroed me to this high life of God. The second thing is, I'm velcroed by the transparency and the mindset of genuine struggle. We all have these struggles. We're all going to walk through them. But having, oh, so Hebrews 10:22 through 24 says, Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswaveringly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. If I want to Velcro to the high life, I must be honest enough to let people in on my issues. Yes, they're my issues, but I need to let people in on what's going on, and so they can see the reality of what I'm going through and why I portray what I portray or how you are, how you are. If you're not open, people don't understand why things are going the way they are. So I also need friends who are honest enough to tell the truth, like, Ms. Jerry, like, hey, I'm wrong, right? Am I wrong? No, I don't think I am, do you think I am? But even when I don't want to hear it, like the truth, it hurts. It can hurt very badly sometimes. But you need that truth and those people in your life that'll say, hey, you're wrong. Let's redirect you. Let's correct this, and I will help you through this. I'm not going to leave you alone just like all of a sudden, you're wrong, but goodbye. I'm not going to help you figure it out. Good luck. And you don't don't want those kind of friends and people around in your life. Well, that sort of honesty is hard to come by. It is very hard. Um, As much as I want to be genuine and real and authentic, it's hard to do that with strangers. Um, But, and for people that I don't really know all that well. Plus, I usually need to see others become transparent and open about their struggles before I'm just like, hey, here's mine, have at it. Like, just lay it all on you, this is my struggle. Like that's hard to do, because then you're seeing my faults and my failures and
3: me not at a
2: good place. I don't like that. I don't think anyone likes that feeling of being transparent that much. But um, a few years ago, we left the church for about six months. We moved to Ohio, and that was definitely not God, but God did work through it all in the end. It was a lot of struggles I wasn't open with it back then. I'll, I can be more open now. I can tell you whatever you want to know about this. I'm okay with it at this point. Uh, we went through a hard time with my family, and I would, thought my mom was my best friend. She knew everything every second of my day. I would call her probably 15, 20 times a day, to be honest. She knew everything. The kid hurt his toe, calling my mom. Like, that's how we were, and moving, I saw more transparency of our relationship in reality. And it went south very fast, hence why we moved back six months later. And it was a really hard time for me. We were very private about it. Not many I think only pastor knew what was going on at that time. It made me very helpful. He let me have the emotions, let me go through the waves. But he was still there to love me through it. He saw the transparency and the ugliness that had happened. And I got ugly right back to my family as they got, were ugly to me. But I was transparent with him, like, this is how I'm feeling. This is, I don't feel right. Like, I was going through depression mode. And he loved me through every step of the way. Kind of had no choice because you're married to me. But he was there for me nonetheless. Um, the third thing would be that i am velcroed by receiving genuine acceptance from others in hebrews ten twenty five, it says let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day approaching so look i know i have been a pastor and a follower as long as some of, you have, well, some of you have been. Like I'm young, I, I've, some of you have been in it the same amount of time, or some of you a lot longer than me. And I have not been to many seminars or conferences, like I, I don't go to every little thing that's going on in the district, but the ones I have been to have majorly impacted my life. Um, I remember certain things from each one that I've gone to. But like there was a women's retreat we went to a few years ago, and a lot of the mem- people that went aren't at this church around. Know? Like you got the Stoltenbergs that were there. Well, Leanne, not Richard. That would be weird. But um, I remember just the atmosphere of us all being together. It was like we were little children, to be playing on the playground, going down slides together. We were children, and it was amazing fun to see their walls just down and there for us to see. And you don't see that always in church or even outside, but something about the conference is you relax and you just let people see who you are with God. And just seeing how those women of my church be like, normally I, I wouldn't see them like that. I wouldn't picture Leanne Stoltenberg going down a metal slide and hitting the bottom and hurting her bottom. like I, I just, I wouldn't, You wouldn't see that at church. Let's, I mean, we can put a slide in here if we want, I guess. And we all experience it together. But I wouldn't have experienced those relationships if I wasn't at that women's conference. It wouldn't have happened. Or I also remember we're youth pastors. That's what we kind of started as, as the youth pastors here. But those youth kids, they have my heart. They, you guys are my heart. But, um, so we took some of the youth kids to a youth camp conference hours away. I think it was like five hours away, like by Fort Bragg. And um, it was a long journey with a lot of teenagers. And we had two of our little ones, James and John, in the car with us. That was a struggle getting there with our sanity and all of our hair. Um, but I remember I had to stay back at camp because John was still a little baby and he needed a nap. And Jimmy went with all the kids. They took a walk to the little river where a bunch of all the kids from the camp went swimming and just having fun. And he baptized, I think, six of our youth kids that day right there in the water. Wow. I would not have, we wouldn't have experienced that if we didn't take those kids there. God didn't give us those kids. You know, it wouldn't have happened. We would never have seen the changes that go on. Um, or when, oh, I already said that. So getting to love on the youth at the camps, we took them to, it bonded us to those children. Each camp that we did with those, it made the bond in our, like Velcro to each other, closer and closer, each one that we did. But I can say without hesitation, that as helpful as each of those experiences were, nothing has accelerated and sustained my spiritual growth, like open, transparent, genuine relationships in the small groups as well. You can get little glimpses of a big retreat in our small groups. They're more intimate with each other. Instead of 180 people at this conference, you get that more intimate relationship with each other. This is why I love that our youth group was always smaller. We got to be on a deeper level with all those kids. We grew bonds that wouldn't have happened in a huge, massive youth group. It just wouldn't have. And then most of our final youth kids, they're leaving us. My children are leaving me, and I'm struggling with that. And I'll let them see it. But, I mean, some of them are here. So there's one in particular that has hurt me the most, and I know he, it's for the better. Chris. Most of you know him, Chris Chalupa. We've known him since he was eight years old. My oldest son is nine, so we've known him since James. You know, and we took him in, full-on took him in. He was always welcome in our house, always welcome. If you need to go somewhere, we've taken him to go get haircuts before because no one could take him. So, all right, we'll take you for your haircut. You know, our youth kids know, just call me, I'm there. I don't care what time of hour it is. But Chris was always around helping us, even to this day. He'll help us. It doesn't matter. He has stayed at our house on his own, by himself, no one but him and our dogs, at least twice. He had full range of our house. I I trust him fully to be in my house and not have a party and destroy my house. But if he had a party, I probably wouldn't be mad at him, to be honest. Because I know it wouldn't be a, a bad, it would not be bad at all. But so he was, and even to this day, is like my kid. All my youth kids are my kids, they, they're mine. Okay, There's, I don't know, it's that relationship that you get with having that intimate bond with those kids. They are my kids and they all know they can come to me with anything. It will be hard when Chris's twin sister leaves for college. It's our first one going off to college. I feel like it's my child going off to college. It's hard to let go. She changed her life drastically. I didn't think she was going to go to college. She was going the way opposite, but she Velcroed herself to the correct things, and now she's going to college. She's doing amazing. Chris moved to Nevada, and it's hard. It's going to be hard when they're all gone. And then when my own blood children go off into the world, it's going to be hard. Last Friday, some of the kids surprised us, Chris and Ileana and their younger sister. They showed up to movie nights. They didn't tell us, like, hey, I'm coming into town. We're gonna be at movie nights. They didn't want to tell us. Um, And it was like a little youth reunion at the concessions. We had almost all of our youth that once was here. And I just stood back behind all of them, looking at all of them. And I cried, because all my kids are back. And it's hard to see them all grow, but seeing them Velcroed and coming back on their own when they don't have to come back. Their lives are elsewhere, but they're Velcroed back to the bond that we have with them. And just seeing that Velcro bond. And Miss Jessie knows she can call me anytime, and I will help you. Kat, I hope you you realize that too. I love those kids like they are my own, and they are my own. And... I'm growing the same bond with Kristen and Liana's little sister, Leilani. Some of you know her. She's about 13, I think, now. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe that. Um, We knew her when she was 3, and now she's going to be 13. It's a lot. So we were able to have those relationships still to this day. I could say pretty much anything and be open with Jessie, and she'll know it's coming from my heart. It's genuine, and I love her. I can pretty much be like, no, you are wrong. You need to correct yourself right now. And she knows it's because I love her. I'm not doing it to be mean to her. And I only want to help all of you. That is my goal here, is to help all of you Velcro and be closer to God. So, look, the staff here, we don't get an increase in pay if you join the small groups. Shocker there, we don't get more money for anything. We don't have a denominational hierarchy to impress by telling, hey, we have 800 people in the church this Sunday and 300 sign up for small groups. None of that happens. All I want is for you to be involved in some way, some form. Be involved with the church. Involvement in a small group will velcro you to that high life that Jesus offers for all of you. So sign up for a group. We have them. Some people don't know of it. We have Wednesday night small groups. Sign up. They start back on the sixth. We have seniors group, the refresh group. Join them. They would love to have you. They might can I come? No? Can I am I welcome? Can I have some food with you guys? Okay. I don't have to be fifty-five? No? No? What? Okay. Um we have I can color my hair. Well, I already have gray. Does that count? Does that get me in? Um, We have Sunday morning Bible study starting back up with Jerry. Sign up. Join them to be a part of that group. We have a prayer chain that we are revamping, we're redoing it all. Join us. It's a lot of texting, I know. You'll get random ones at 8 o'clock at night. But if someone needs a prayer, time doesn't matter when someone needs prayer, there's no time limit for that. We have, right now, women's ministry is doing secret sisters. If you're not signed up, I'm sorry, I don't care. Pick a woman, buy her a gift. Be secret about it, buy her a gift. You don't have to be signed up on a paper. Just, you can buy someone a gift. It's okay. You don't have to be signed up for that. But I would like you to sign up for women's ministry. Uh, so just join a group. Soak it all in. Give to your group fully be open and transparent and genuine with the people in those groups and you will become velcroed and closer and closer to the high life with god it'll be an amazing thing getting more and more velcroed to god like we've experienced it starting off like whatever i don't care let's go to church i guess it's what you're supposed to do right cool I can say I went to church, but now it's different for us. We're velcroed. I have those conversations outside of church with church members because I know that they are there for me no matter what. And it's only because I am velcroed with God that I'm able to have all of that open transparency with people of this church. And I want that for all of you as well to get velcroed and closer to God. So if you could stand with me and I will pray for us today. god i just thank you for all these people in this room right now and all the people that are online listening because they weren't able to make it in today i just pray that they become velcro to you come closer to you lord and get closer to the people in this church to be velcro to them as well as circumstances are going to happen lord and they need those people velcro to you to get through those times and then they will be the person that others go to to be velcro to because I see that they have God's love pouring out of them because they are so velcroed to your word, Lord. And I just praise you for all the things that you do in each of our lives, all the healings that have been happening, and all the praise reports that we have been getting, Lord. I thank you for all of those that happen in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, guys. And I hope to see you next Sunday. We don't have a movie night. Bye.